Hello there, and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Infilancy. Around this table, I have with me today, Stephanie Nobles. Hi. Stephanie. <laughs> Pastor Anthony Braswell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we do the reggae horn, but he does blues clues. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, special guest with us today, Blair Braswell. Like get applause, but you always say your name, nobody applauds. So oh, can you say hey. your name? My name is Jonathan Anthelancy. Yeah! That was cool. It only <laughs> took till episode episode ten to do that. Hey, this is unplanned, but would y'all like some good dad jokes? Sure. Yes, please. I've been reading a horror book in Braille. Something terrible is about to happen. I can feel it. Oh my gosh, Joe. <laughs> I can feel it. That's awesome. terrible. Dad jokes are always welcome. Well, in addition to that, we also have an opener that Blair would like to share with us today. Really excited about it. Blair, what you got for us today? So there is an Instagram account that I've been following, and I love it. It's called Dune with a Sign, and basically it's this guy who goes and stands on the street and has different cardboard signs with, like, funny sayings on them. Basically, how would you explain it? Just, like... It's a very strong opinion that he has about something that resonates with society. So a soapbox. Yeah, yes. like he's kind of sharing his soapbox with the world, and it's really funny. In a sign. Yes. Okay. So if you could create your own sign, what would you write on it? Mm. I would say right now, if I had a sign to hold up on the corner of the street, it would be wash your hands always. Not just during an epidemic. Thank you. There he goes. There you go. That is crazy. That is true. I like that. Mine would have to be, it's 2020. It's okay to be a nerd. Oh. It's okay to be a nerd. It's okay to be a nerd. So it's kind of cool to be a nerd. Yeah, it's cool now. Yeah. What is that called? Geeky chic? Geeky chic. Geek chic? Geek chic. So I came across a friend. Shout out to Tony T. Um, a few weeks ago, I met a guy who has a podcast called The Nerd of Godcast, and he talks all about, like, nerd things, so things you would put in that category. What would you put in that category? Marvel, Star Wars, DC. Yeah, gaming, all that kind of stuff. And he's got a ministry dedicated to connecting with those people like you. Nice. And and, and some of us. Um, (laughs) But the podcast is great. It's called The Nerd of Godcast. So if you consider yourself a nerd like Pastor Jonathan, check out that podcast from Tony T., a new friend of mine. Um, but again, the Nerd of Godcast. It's a cool podcast. That's pretty cool. He brings spiritual things out of all of those things. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. So he uses his ministry connect. Neat. Very Sweet. Cool. What would your sign say? My sign would say, stop charging me so much money for guacamole. <laughs> like it is not gold. I mean, You're it's right. just, and I don't even it's want, mush. and I don't even get it because I'll go to Chipotle and I'm like, can I get some guac? And they're like, that's eight bucks. And I don't even want that much. I just want like, I just want a dollop. A dollop. A dollop. Yeah. And they, they want to charge me eight bucks for like a, a scoop. And I don't, I'm yeah, really frustrated by it. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. What's yours? My sign would say to all the men of the world, comma. 
No one wants to see your hairy toes, so stop wearing flip flops. <laughs> and that's my sign. That that's is, funny. That is my daughter. Feet <laughs> are disgusting. And then yes. add like Come on. gross, so good. like yes. sweaty hair on your toe. Yes. Nobody wants to see it. Yes. I'm proud of you. That is a sign that's needed. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I will, I will go to the grave holding that sign. Can I also have a sign? If It depends on where I'm holding the sign. If I'm out in public, I'm going to do the guacamole thing. But if I'm holding a sign in front of our church on Sunday, all right, let me get a little spiritual here. For the love of Jesus, would you arrive 10 minutes early? And stop coming into service <laughs> 10 minutes late. <laughs> Just if you love your pastor this week, would you do that? I mean, We're going to start giving oh. away prizes like before the first song starts. <laughs> and then people are going to be like, where did you get that new Lamborghini? They gave it away before the first song last week. <laughs> I was there early. There's nothing more like frustrating. I don't even know if frustrating is the word, but I'll turn around on Sunday morning and I'm like, oh, great. Nobody's here today. <laughs> By the end of the first song, everybody's there. <laughs> like, what happened? Like, come on, y'all. We don't want you to miss that moment. That the worship team worked hard and picked that song yeah, for us. Yeah, your pastor's stressing on the front row. Please come a little bit early. Yeah. So that's what that sign would say. Blair, we're really glad you're with us today. It feels like you've been gone for a long time. If you don't know, Blair's my oldest daughter, and she daughter. she's my only daughter, my old, my oldest child. And His favorite child. She's my favorite daughter, <laughs> and she's been at Lee University. She's a sophomore at Lee, and she's home on spring break. So what's your favorite thing about college? What do you love about college? I love the community. Tell them about Lee Prayer. You're very active in a club called Lee Prayer. So I became part of a club called Lee Prayer last year, and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the community um, and just, like, the moments that you can get just, like, with the Lord in a group is just really So you all meet together once a week? Thursday nights, right? And Tuesday just, nights. Tuesday nights, and you get together and you mm-hmm. just pray. Is there worship? So we have worship. Well, I'm going to be honest. First time I heard about it, I was like, this is so weird. Like, I'm not going. kind of sounds like a cult. Like, <laughs> this is strange. And um, it's just, it's really, it's been great, and it's really shaped my college experience. Yeah, I can, you've grown so much as a follower of Jesus since you've been in school, and so mm-hmm. it's a really cool experience, and I'm so glad you found it. It's an answer to our prayer. Uh, I know the first time I called Blair and, and I said, "What are you doing tonight?" and she said, "I'm going to, I'm going to prayer." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever. What are you doing tonight?" <laughs> um, but it's so awesome. I'm glad you found that. That's great. Yeah. So from this past Sunday, Pastor, you started a new series called Lifelong, um, and I love that you really ingrained in this this first uh, week the the identity of North Park. You know, we we exist to build lifelong followers of Jesus. One of your points, you said. Jesus doesn't want us to be a better version of ourselves. He wants us to be a more accurate reflection of Him. And mm, I don't know, for, for some of our listeners, I don't know if you look at people like Craig Rochelle or like all these other pastors and leaders in the ministry world and think like, if I can just get to their level of Jesus following, then I'll be good, right? So my question is, is there a prime level of Jesus follower, quote unquote, or is it truly a lifelong pursuit as a, as a follower? So great question. First of all, the statement, Jesus doesn't want us to be better versions of ourselves. He wants to be more accurate reflection of him, is not mine. It's a Bob Goff quote that we use kind of as our big idea. So it's such a good statement. Uh, really, you know, if we try to compare ourselves to where we used to be, mm. um, I think that makes us feel good. You know, we've heard that phrase, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm better than I used to be. Right. Well, that's... 
that may sound somewhat noble, but the reality is I'm not trying to be better. I'm trying to be more like Jesus. Mm. Um, you ask if, if there's a certain level that we need to get to. I do. I think we're all just trying to be like Stephanie. And if we can somehow <laughs> be like Stephanie, then yes. somehow we'll be like That's Jesus. That's so not true. And I think the comparison game is something that everyone deals with, whether it's conscious or subconscious. Like we compare ourselves to other people, right. other careers, other whatever. And I think we do that as a follower of Jesus. Like we say, we look, look at them, like they're always nice to everybody and they seem like they've got it all together and whatever, but that's not what we need to be looking to. We need to look to the Lord and, and what the spirit is telling us in our hearts and what the Bible says. And that's what we need to compare ourselves to because the comparison game gets really dangerous. Even when we turn it on ourselves, like you said earlier, like, Oh, I'm better than I used to be, but you know, am I reflecting Jesus? That yeah. That's the question we have to ask. It's yeah. not, am I better than I was yesterday or a week ago or a year ago? Is mm. do I look more like Jesus? Am I pointing people towards him? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's a great quote from Robert Madu that says, comparison is the cancer to contentment. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I love that quote because comparison is a, is a is a dangerous game to play. And I think it gets us a couple of ways. Like I can compare myself to you and think, "Oh gosh, I'll never be a follower of Jesus like Stephanie." Mm-hmm. And so why even bother? Right. You know what right. I mean? So I'll I'll stop short because I can never do it like that. And so I think it hits us that way. I think it hits us kind of like the, I always use the gym analogy. Um, I'm going to the gym a little bit, you know, and I've lost a couple of pounds. Uh, I feel better about where I am health-wise. Now, I'm nothing uh, to where I want to be, right? I'm not at my goal yet, but what happens is I start feeling a little bit better because I'm doing a little bit better, and so what do I do? I get complacent, and I just kind of stop there, and I never really get where it was I wanted to get in the first place. What am I doing? I'm comparing myself to where I used to be, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's better, so I'm good here. Yeah. And and so I think it hurts us that way. And so I think the reality is the only measuring stick that we have as a follower of Jesus as to our own spiritual maturity, it has to be Jesus. Yeah, you know, it has right. to be him. Yeah. Um, and and the, I've heard somebody say too, if we're trying to get people to follow us as we're followers of Jesus, trying to pastor mm-hmm. a city, then if they're trying to look like us, if I'm trying to look like Stephanie, if I'm trying to look like you or Blair, the reality is no matter how awesome you are, you're a watered-down version of who Jesus is. Oh, right. And yeah. so what's going to happen is if I try to become a carbon copy of you, then I'm not like Jesus, I'm like you. And, and, with, and, and somebody tries to be like me, then we're getting further and further and further away from the original. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing, like, you know, we're each just one person. We could never accurately reflect all the aspects of Jesus and who he is and all the wonderful things that he is. He created all of us in his image, but uniquely so. And every person has a purpose in their life. And so when they're striving to reflect Jesus the best of their ability and how, how he's called them to do that, then we're all reflecting Jesus in a different way and we're making a more accurate picture of who mm-hmm. he is in the world. Um, so everybody needs to reflect Jesus in the way that he has called them to. I mean, they have a unique perspective and purpose. And when we all do that, we we get a very accurate, beautiful picture of who he is. Right, right. And we're not talking perfection because we'll never be perfect. Oh, no. Um, And so I I certainly don't want someone listening to the message on Sunday or, or to the podcast today and think, uh, man, I'll, I'll never be perfect like that. We're not talking perfection. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about a daily decision to follow him 
and and we're going to mess up and we're going to get off course. But as the Holy Spirit reveals those areas of our lives that don't look like Jesus, we just got to keep repenting of those things and moving in the right direction. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's a daily walk. So, Pastor, here's a question that someone may have that I'd love to hear your response on. What if I realize that I am not currently a reflection of Jesus? What do I do? Well, all right, let's follow that question. So let's play a game. Let's say I'm that person, guys. I I I look at my life and I feel like the Lord's showing me some things. Uh, maybe I've just seen some things. I don't think my life is a reflection of Jesus. What advice can you give me? Well, I think maybe the first question I'd ask you, if like we're talking one-on-one, is if you've ever made a decision um, in your heart to say yes to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, to salvation. And if you hadn't, then we can pray together and, you know, make that decision. Right and, you, you know, I, what you just said I think is important. I think sometimes we assume people have made that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you go to church with somebody doesn't mean they've made the decision to be a lifelong follower yeah. of right. him. And so I would say don't make the assumption. Ask the question. Yeah. Have you made a decision to follow him? Have you put Do you all accept of your him faith? as your Lord and yeah. your Savior? And yeah. what you might get is a, gosh, I don't know if I have or not. Right. Well, then don't wonder. Let's be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. pray that prayer together, yeah. you know, and, and lead them in that screen. And then I think it's important after that is to let them know, like, hey, you know, this is a really special moment, but it doesn't end here. This is something that can change the rest of your life. And there's a lot of things that we can do next. And mm-hmm. one of those things, I think, is just connecting them with community, whether that's a right. church family or if they're already in a church family, getting them involved with people that you know will come alongside them and support them in their walk with Christ and kind of point them in the right direction. And um, so kind of help them find a tribe and build a circle. Yeah. Everybody right. needs right. that. Yeah, I think that's really significant is just having people who will be honest with you. Like I know I don't always take criticism the best, but there are people that can kind of break through that and kind of, I don't like, Dad, you tell me stuff that makes me so mad sometimes, but then I realize like you're speaking it out of love and that I do need to like get what you're saying and I need to implement that. So I think when you're in that position, you need someone who will tell you, hey, these are these are your faults. Like this is where you can get better. This is what you can work on. Um, I just think that's, you need that. You need people to right. be honest with Somebody you. Somebody who speaks truth and love. Yeah, because yeah. they can see things that you can't always see in yourself. Yeah. Like we all need people that help keep us accountable and then mm. we do that for other people too. That's kind yeah. of like walking hand in hand through right. life. So. And to that point of accountability, I'd ask them, have they ever made a decision to, um, to be baptized? Because, you know, that's, that's something that's symbolic. It's a public thing you're doing in front of a church family that's going to hold you accountable. So when we're talking about community and we're talking about accountability, I think that's something that they need to take seriously. And hopefully if they have it, then we can get them set up to, mm-hmm. to do that. So. Stephanie, you even shared something this Sunday with our staff through our little staff text thread that we have that somebody liked. Um, <laughs> I, I actually responded that, wow, that was powerful. Thank you. Yes. But would you share that? It was such a good... Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about the concept of how our walk with Jesus is a a process, like you just said. And and what I shared was Jesus didn't come to get you into heaven. He came to get heaven into you. Mm. A lifetime of following Jesus Mm. is not just some journey with a prize at the end. It's filled with incredible things all along the way. The life and sacrifice of Jesus didn't just give us a chance at eternity. It gave us the opportunity to experience the power and the presence of heaven right now and all throughout our life, from the moment we say yes to him until we take our last breath, and then even more so. 
And, mm. and that was really just my prayer is that we experience mm. him right now and the goodness mm. of God right now. And don't just wait until we can get to meet him face to face. Like he is God with us. And right. that means he's with us right now. Mm. That's great. And I, the last thing I would just share is if you're making that decision or you have made that decision, then share it with somebody. The Bible says that we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm -hmm. And so the sacrifice that Jesus has made, that's the blood of the lamb, right? You made a decision to follow him. You've invited him into your heart. Um, If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive you for sins and cleanse you from unrighteousness, all because of the sacrifice that he made for you. Uh, on, on Calvary. And, and so we're overcomers because of that, but we're also overcomers because of the word of our testimony. When we speak out of the good things God has done for us, we overcome. And so be bold, share your story, and, uh, and watch what God does in you and in somebody else. Right. All right, Pastor, so what do we have coming up for the second week of our series, Lifelong? We're actually going to talk this week about what happens when we pray. Um, A lot of this journey that we're on is about daily decisions. Again, going back to our first point of our first sermon this year, which was small steps over time lead to big results. Mm. Um, So we're going back to some of those things that we can do on a daily basis as a lifelong follower of Jesus that will help in our growth and our spiritual maturity. And and so over the next few weeks, we're going to kind of ask the question, what happens when people pray? What could happen if you really begin to dedicate yourself to a life of bold prayer? Well, that's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday, and we want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. We have some strong opinions. We do. We're very judgmental people. (laughs) (laughs) The most of which is Stephanie. Oh, my God. We care. We care. It's rough. (laughs) We're pastoring the city, (laughs) y'all. With one judgmental sign at a time. I don't know what to say. Say what you said before. I I have two friends I go to class and I go to my prayer club. <laughs> so, so Blair is actually in a prayer club. That's a real thing. It's it's called. We um, cannot leave that in. That makes me sound so lame. <laughs> <laughs> We're putting that on the end. <laughs> For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit northparkrdu.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.